Uh, we are. We're, we're coming off a series. So if, you, if this is your first time here, um, and I know it's a holiday service, and we're so glad you are here, would you just wave? We'd love to welcome you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. I know there's a lot of people tuning in online and uh, enjoying the rainy, foggy, cool day at home, uh, which is cool too. But um, man, we're, we're so honored that you're here. We are in week four of a series, and it has been a fun series. It's been pretty powerful. You can catch the other three online if you like. Um, but the first week was Hope in a Manger. And, and the principle is really talking about who Jesus is, not just what he does, but who he is, that he is hope. Week two um, was peace on earth, more to myrrh. All right. Can everybody say myrrh? For some reason, I love saying that word, and it, we're going to talk about it a little bit more today. Um, but that was talking about the peace of God and that there was more to that gift of myrrh. And then last week was joy in the stable. So this week, it's, it's another cool title called Love Wrapped in Swaddling Clothes. And uh, we're going to talk about love. So uh, again, it was hope, peace, joy, and love. And, that, and that's our heart. That's who Jesus is. That's what we get to receive. That's, that's who we, what we get to walk in because of Jesus coming to the earth, because of who he is. We get to walk in the hope of eternity, the hope of seeing him one day face to face. We get to walk in peace. No matter the chaos, no matter the things going on around us, we get to walk in peace when he's with us and he's in us. And then we obviously get to choose joy. Even in our circumstances, in our issues, in our stuff, we get to choose joy because we know that the end is good. We know that no matter what, God is good. And, and our, our circumstances do not define him. They don't define who he is because no matter what, he's good. So today we, we get to talk about love. And um, man, this Christmas Eve, we want to explore the significance and the embodiment of love. Jesus coming to a manger reconciling us and getting into that. So if you would, just turn with me to Luke 2.12. If, if you don't have your Bibles, it'll be on the screen. Now we're going to touch on a lot of scriptures that we already uh, hit on all month, um, but we're going to just hopefully finalize this point. Um, and, and the reality is, it's a giant love story. It's the most radical love story on the planet of all time. Jesus coming to earth to be crucified, to resurrect, to conquer death, hell, and the grave for you, for me, for all of humanity to reconcile us back to the Father. And, and, and you know, when you only met a judge, you only, when you only, when you were raised and you, in a, in a way of maybe a condemning church or, or a church that only saw God as judge, it's hard to see God outside of that. But the reality is he is a friend. He is a father. He's a creator. He's a savior. He's a healer. He's all these things. There's, there's like not over 900 titles of, of who God is. And one is judge. And, but many of us, we were raised in a way to think that this only nature is judge. But the reality is he, he is so much more than that. And, and if we want to know his nature and what his will is, we just learn his titles. And that's what he wants us to do. If he's a healer and he's called healer, he wants to heal. If he's saver, he wants to save. If he's friend, he wants to be our friend, just like he wants to be prince of peace in all areas of our life. So it's this awesome thing that when we get into exploring and getting to know God, we know him beyond judge. And in that, because God was a good father and because he's creator and he loves us so much, we were separated from him because of sin, because of choices, because of humanity and what happened. And God created this plan to give his only begotten son to the earth in the manger. That one day, he wasn't going to just stay in a manger. wasn't this cute little baby pooping in a manger. He was growing up, but one day would be crucified on a cross, 
but he wouldn't stay there either. And then he was put in a tomb, and he wasn't going to stay there. He was resurrected, and then he was joined back to the Father to reconcile us back to the Father for an invitation to heaven if we just receive him. That's a love story. So we're just going to dive into that a little today. Luke 2, 12 says this, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. So love was wrapped in swaddling clothes. All right, let's, let's go a little further. 1 John 4, 9 through 10. 1 John 4, 9 and 10 says this, and this, the love of God, was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be propitiation for our sins. Sent his son to be our propitiation. That's a, that's a hard word to say. I'm not going to lie about it. To be, he took the sentence, he who knew no sin took on our sin. He became that price that was to be paid. He became it. He, he, he accepted that sentence for you and I. And he went to the cross. So love was in swaddling clothes, but love was also displayed on a cross. And then we get to love became the greatest gift. First, or John three sixteen. Hopefully most of us know this. If not, just go to a sporting event. You'll see it anyway. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. See, Jesus became the greatest gift, the greatest love gift of all time, and his name is Jesus. All right, and in Mark 10, 45, it says, for even the Son of Man did not come to serve, but to, not to be served, but to serve. And it says this, and to give his life a ransom for man, for many. <laughs> for you and I, for humanity, he became that ransom. He became that gift. So, so love was wrapped in swaddling clothes. Love went to the cross and love became the gift for you and I. Matthew two eleven, going back to myrrh, the wise men. So the wise men, they see this star, they're following this star, and just catching some of you up uh, who haven't been running with us for the last month here. But, but he, they're, they're going, they're, they're kind of trying to escape King Herod at the same time. He's kind of put them on this little mission, and then they find Jesus. And it says, and when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with, many, with Mary his mother and fell down and worshiped him. We, we, my family, we take Saturday, kind of set it aside, and, and some church language around that might be Sabbath, but, but we just have that family day. We have that time. And on Friday night, we read this scripture uh, as part of the Advent. And when we were reading it, it was nice because we had a day yesterday set aside to worship, to have that time, to reflect, to, to play games, to play Clue and, and all these things and watch Christmas movies. But I, I find it really interesting that it says they first worshipped him, then they opened their treasures and presented gifts to him, frank, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Before anything, before any production, before any gifts were given, before any of that, they worshipped him. And, and I think at the very sight, the very encounter of Jesus, we fall down and worship him because he's so good. We're in awe of him. When we meet Jesus, all of a sudden we want to do nothing else but fall down and worship him. Then we give gifts, and then it follows up on that verse that says, then they return home a different way. Because when you meet Jesus, you leave a different way than you came. There's a transformation that happens, and you're upgraded instantly. But for gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and just to recap, gold is what they gave kings. Frankincense is an incense that was burned that the high priest would burn on behalf of others for their sins. And myrrh was ointment and embalming a dead body. 
these symbolic prophetic gifts is what these wise men, these, these magi, these astrologers, these, these very well-educated men gave as a prophetic sign that one day this little child who at, at one moment was wrapped in swaddling clothes in a manger in a hawk, in a, in a hog pen or, or, or a trough or, or this area that was probably a cutout cave that was more like a barn type scene was wrapped in these swaddling clothes were giving these, this child then this, these symbolic gifts that a king would receive that was going to go on our behalf to be crucified. Let's, let's, let's carry on here. Luke 2, 12 and 16. Because it started in a, and honestly, it started in a cave. This probably was a cave area and it ends in a cave. Luke 2, 12. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Verse 16. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. What they said was true. All of a sudden they find this, this baby lying in a manger in swallowing clothes. Now I want to make a connection here. Because fast forward to the, to the true reason why Jesus was sent to this earth. And we get to John 19, 38 through 42. Afterwards, Jesus had been crucified. He had paid the price for you and I. Love displayed on a cross love given to us as a gift love that was once in swaddling clothes afterward joseph and arimathea who had been a secret disciple of jesus because he feared the jewish leaders asked pilate for permission to take down jesus's body when pilate gave permission joseph came and took the body away with him came nicodemus the man who had come to jesus at night he brought about 75 pounds of perfumed ointment made from myrrh and aloes. Following Jesus' burial custom, they've wrapped Jesus' body with spices and long sheets of linen cloth. The place of crucifixion was near a garden where there was a new tomb never used before. And so, because it was the day of preparation for the Jewish Passover, and since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. Now, now make this connection. What Jesus started wrapped in swaddling cloths and clothing is now ending after a crucifixion wrapped in the myrrh that was given to him as a gift as a baby is now being used to wrap his body in the cloth again it was a love gift he himself became love so that we could receive experience love and love ourselves and what i mean is yes love ourselves but also love others you know, it says there's no greater gift than give your life to one's, to a neighbor, to a friend. There's no greater gift on this planet. Freely we receive, freely we get to give. And there's, there's types of love, but this is the agape love, the God love, the, the highest level of love that God gave himself for us, that we too can receive that and know that we are reconciled to the Father because of what Jesus did. And we are wiped clean and fresh and pure and white as snow, and the blood covers us. And now we get to love others in that way. This is a gift. It's, it's such a love gift. And if you're thinking about hope, peace, joy, and love, the greatest, it says that you have faith, hope, and love, but the greatest gift is what? Love. It's, it's this amazing gift that he gave his only begotten son that we can do this. Now, now, one more connection here. Matthew 2, 1 and 2 says this. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. And, and sometimes they're even mocking and making fun and we get to the crucifixion in Matthew 27, 28 through 29 and 37 it says this, and they stripped him 
So now the wise men are going to find the true king of the Jews, right? But the very thing that he was that he was here for, and he was declared to be king of kings, right? King of the Jews, king of kings, lord of lords. Now suddenly it's in a mockery way during the crucifixion. And twisting together a crown of thorns, they put on his head and put a reed in his right right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Oh, if they only knew. You know, if they only knew that they were truly bowing to the king of kings, to the king of the Jews. Here they are in mockery, and here they are, you know, giving the most brutal death of all time, right? But yet, they're bowing down and worshiping in a making fun of him kind of way, but if they only knew. Matter of fact, he gets to the cross, and he's up there, and he's pinned. He's like, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Man, isn't that amazing? Isn't that such a gift? That he who knew no sin took it on for you and I. And even while he's pinned up on a cross, ready in a posture to hug us, right? Opened up, wide open arms. And he's saying, forgive them for they don't know what they do. And then later on it says in verse 37, And over his head put the charge against him which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. This is amazing. From beginning to end, it's a love story. There is a connection from birth to crucifixion to resurrection to his return. It's the connection is love. There's nothing greater, but it's it's love and it's and it's good and it's amazing. It's for, for me and you. It's the greatest love story of all time. Jesus, once wrapped in swaddling clothes, in a manger, again in white linen cloths in a tomb, conquered death, hell, and a grave to love us. Man, just think about that for a moment. Just just kind of like take that in. He came to earth as a ransom who was perfect, who was sinless, who was without any blemish or flaw to take on a punishment that he didn't deserve, but we did. But he did it because of love. Love drove him to the cross. Love drove in the nails in his hands and his feet. Love pushed the crown of thorns on his head. Love pierced his side. But love raised him from the dead. Love rolled away the, the, the stone in front of the tomb and it was empty. And love redeemed us back to the Father. Love created us. Love sent Jesus here. Love crucified him, but love resurrected him. Will you stand with me? I'd love to pray and then we'll welcome everybody to the front to, to sing Silent Night. Jasmine and David can come back up. Maybe you're here today because you came with a family member or, or maybe you've, you've walked with the Lord or, and just maybe straight away a little bit. Maybe you've never come to the Lord. Maybe you've never had that relationship or that opportunity. I, I would be remiss if I didn't give you that opportunity today. That the purpose of Christmas, the purpose of gathering with family, the purpose for giving each other gifts and going through all the effort that each of you probably went through. I fought crowds at Easton Mall, at Ollie's, all over the place I fought crowds to buy intentional gifts for my wife she buys all the other gifts and I act like I'm stressed this time of year like I got so much going on really the only thing I did was buy gifts for her online I just happened to be with her when she bought all the other gifts and then we sat down and we had a great dinner and, and, and we had a date and we bought all the kids gifts online 
<laughs> probably 70% of them. But, but the reality is this. All those gifts were to celebrate the birth of Jesus. That was a love gift for you and I, for, for anybody in the world, no matter where they're at, no matter where they've been, no matter what they believe right now, no matter what lifestyle they're in, no matter what, what dumb things they're doing, what addiction they may have, what, what, what hole they might be in right now. I, I know this. I, I've learned throughout my life, and just me personally, everybody has a story. And Jesus died, and Jesus paid a price and was resurrected and loved you so much that he gave himself for your story to bring him glory. And that's the truth, and that's, that's, that's so cool. On his birthday, we get to exchange gifts and, and celebrate that on his birthday. How, how much is that love, right? That he gave himself, and now we're going to give each other gifts to honor him. That, that's love. That's who he is. He's, he is love. God is love. So I want to pray, and man, if you um, want to accept Jesus today, now's a great opportunity, and then just get with us afterwards. Talk to me. I would love to know if this was your first time or you're coming back to the Lord. And we'd love to see you hang out with us here more often at Upper Room or anywhere. Man, there are, there are hundreds of amazing churches in Miami County and this region. Please find one if this isn't your home church. We would love to see you get plugged in and serve and, and experience and walk out that love that Jesus came for. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for sending your son as a gift to, to be a ransom for us. We thank you for the love gift of Jesus. We thank you for the display of love on the cross. We thank you for love that conquered death, hell, and the grave, and the tomb was empty, Lord. We thank you for love, giving us your spirit to walk with, to be with. Lord, we thank you for loving us. Lord, we thank you for loving us so much that you, that you took a price for our sins, for our mistakes, for our bad choices, and just for all of humanity, God. So, Lord, we receive your forgiveness today. We receive what you did on the cross. And we receive it as a love gift today for an eternal home with you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we have a tradition here that we light candles and we sing Silent Night um, and then we sing Happy Birthday to Jesus. So if you could come to the front and we just do like a candle lighting chain, you can all just gather to the front here. The only thing we ask you to do is Take the unlit candle, go sideways from the lit candle, and just try not to spill your wax. And David and Jasmine will lead us in a silent night.
before we blow out our, can our candles, we usually go around just popcorn style, things you're thankful for, things you're appreciative of Jesus for. So just anybody start. Coffee. <laughs> Amen. Now, if you, if you like, thank you. If you like, you can um, say a prayer and then blow out your candle. Happy birthday, Jesus. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. It is such a blessing to see you and to be a part of this. We've got refreshments, coffee, hot cocoa. Uh, feel free to have fun, get to know somebody, and enjoy the refreshments. Enjoy your family. Merry Christmas. We love you all. God bless you.